0: We are here to share fellowship with our Heavenly Father and with His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, and with each other. And our time together, I hope, is going to be one of encouragement and empowerment. We're going to start our service uh, by singing a couple of songs. And it will give us an opportunity, I think, to reaffirm who we are here to have fellowship with and the fact that we do trust and have put our lives in the hands of our heavenly father and then we'll continue in prayer after that dear lord god our heavenly father thank you for the time which we can spend together now with our family All drawn together by you and Lord we thank you for this time and this place and our brothers and our sisters we particularly thank you for your son the Lord Jesus Christ whom you sent to show us who you are and Lord in this time that we spend together now we pray that we will be drawn closer to you that our hearts and our minds will be opened to hear what you would say to us please lord we pray that all that is said and done this morning in your name will bring you glory and we do thank you for this time and lord we pray that you will bring us closer to you that as we leave this place later on we will be more like your son the lord jesus christ Found myself on my own on Thursday evening. Lucy and Emily went to the Trafford Centre. Jesse was playing volleyball. So I sat reclining in my uh, splendour at home and started to flick, which is not an unusual pastime for me. I'm quite good at it. I came across uh, a film which was called Free Solo. And I'm going to play you a clip from that film. I found it absolutely gripping. It's the story of a man called Alex Honnold. He's a climber. And on the 3rd of June, 2017, he attempted to climb a rock face in Yosemite called El Capitan, which is almost a 3,000-foot block of granite. It was first climbed in 1950-ish. It's no big deal. Except he's going to climb it on his own and without rope. There was a comment, sort of, during the film, which was basically: if successful, this is probably one of the greatest athletic feats of any kind ever. And I'm just going to show about eight, eight or nine minutes of this. It was a two-hour film, uh, and I just. I just wanted to look at it. I'm really hoping that we genuinely draw some lessons from this. I'm just not showing you a video about rock climbing. Uh, there is a... Uh, they divide the climbs into what they call pitches. There is a pitch called the boulder problem, which I think is somewhere between 1,500 and 2,000 feet up, which is a stretch uh, of about... 10 feet that he has to climb. <clears throat> I mean, he literally almost climbs on that somehow. It's virtually a flat wall with ripples in. And this particular manoeuvre he does is one of the hardest manoeuvres. And I just wanted to just, as you'll see it on the, on the film, just bear that in mind. He has a support team of professional climbers... Uh, who are making a documentary about him they weren't initially making a documentary about this climb they were making a documentary about him but turned out to be this uh, other climb. they are some of the world's best climbers note some of their reactions through the clips that I will show you I mean I've watched that several times I've just checked my heart rate it's at 135 it's insane what do you think? He's slightly mad, isn't he? I mean, if he were to talk to Luce, um, she, she just said she would almost say, sort of almost, what a waste of a life. I, that's a slight paraphrase, and that's probably somewhat extreme. But still, do you know, I actually find it quite moving. I've not quite worked out why yet, but I, I, I just do. He didn't just do that. He did rock up to a... There's another climb called the Half Dome, also in Yosemite. And a few years before, he did literally rock up to a climb. He climbed it once on a rope to make sure he could get up it. And then two days later, he went up without rope on his own. And halfway up, he decided to go a different way than the way he climbed the first time. And he got to a part of that climb where he didn't trust the foothold And he tried to maneuver around it and he couldn't and in the end he had to just go with it and he he got to the top he keeps a journal and he he wrote in his journal whatever his notes were sad faced and uh, should do better because he wasn't it wasn't the experience he wanted He dreamt about doing that climb. So he started climbing when he was five, I think. He's about 30 when he does that. And he used to climb indoors, and then he eventually moved outdoors with rope, and then eventually he soloed. He had that dream for ten years to do that. He practised on that rock face for two years solid. He reckons he climbed it 50 times. He learned to separate risk and consequence, and in his own words, that climb had low risk but big consequence and that 's how we that 's how we manage the mental... i mean obviously the physical things on that are humongous, but actually. I look at that and just put myself in some of those positions and I would just be dead. And it's nothing to do with my physical inability, it's to do with my mental inability. I could not cope with being in that situation, my head would not work. But he managed to separate those things. He rehearsed every single move and he says it was like a 3,000 foot dance And not only did he practice the moves, when he wasn't practicing, he was visualizing. And whilst it looks utterly insane to probably most of the rest of humanity, and if you looked at some of the reactions, there was one particular cameraman, the bearded guy, who was pretty emotive about, I'm not doing that again. The crew that were with him had uh, had a real moral dilemma about whether to be involved in what was going on. Wasn't a risk for him. Well, it was a calculated risk. We have just watched the best day of Alex uh, Donald's life. John is going to come and read to us Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter
1: 12. what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. For, by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the measure of faith God has given you. Just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we who are many form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given us. If a man's gift is prophesying, let him use it in proportion to his faith. If it is serving, let him serve. If it is teaching, let him teach. If it is encouraging, let him encourage. If it is contributing to the needs of others, let him give generously. If it is leadership, let him govern diligently. If it is showing mercy, let him do it cheerfully. Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil, cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Honour one another above yourselves. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervour serving the Lord. Be cheerful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Share with God's people who are in need Practice hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Mourn with those who mourn. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud, but be willing to associate with people of low position. Do not be conceited. Do not repay any... anyone evil for evil, be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everybody. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Do not take revenge, my friends, but leave room for God's wrath, for it is written, it is mine to avenge, I will repay, says the Lord. On the contrary, If your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. There's a part of the film where
0: Alex has a brain scan. Uh, Because I want to see if some way he's different from everybody else, and it turns out he is different from, if not everybody else, from lots of people. There is a part of the brain called the amygdala. No idea if that's pronounced quite the same the right way. Yeah, Alex is giving me the nod. Cool. And it's the part of the brain that processes fear. And the thing that struck me about his story is what he did in relation to what we have just read in Romans. So his understanding of, what, of how he can do what he does is that he has trained his brain to deal with risk and consequence very effectively he is transformed he is different you saw a couple of times in the film when he got through parts of the climb that he looked up at smile didn't he he didn't seem remotely nervous at any point on that climb he was out of breath at times and he was tired at times but he genuinely enjoyed it he says in interviews afterwards it was the best day of his life why are we here this morning, do you know, everyone's away, do you know, why not why have we had a morning off? I know, we always come, don't we, we always come, it's habit. Why have we come? We're not come to remember our Heavenly Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. But it's not just about a memorial, is it? It's not just about remembering what happened. It's about developing a relationship. It's about us being transformed, isn't it? That's part of why we're why we come. It's part of our transformation. I mean. Therefore, this is what is written in Romans, Therefore I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, not to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Because that's where our transformation begins. He was transformed and I look at what he did physically and it seems so far beyond what I could possibly ever attain that it's just it's genuinely mind-boggling. He's climbing a mountain and I don't mean to belittle in a sense what he's doing but he's climbing a mountain it was his dream it's what he lived for and it what he worked for so i ask you as i ask myself what is your dream what tops the list of ambitions in your life is it for jesus To be with you and to be with us, is that your dream? For Jesus to be in the world, is that your dream? For Jesus to come back, is that your dream? And if it is, is it just going to happen? If we look at the Lord Jesus Christ, things didn't just happen. He didn't just have a unique and amazing relationship with God, his Father. He didn't just do miracles. He dedicated his life to God. Did he just know the scriptures? Did he just know his Bible? Or did he study it and discuss it? Could he automatically have this amazing relationship and conversation with God? Or did he learn how to talk and learn how to listen? Could he automatically just do those amazing things he did in his life? Or did he learn how to walk with God? He is our model. He is our model of transformation. But our transformation is dependent upon our commitment and our desire to be transformed. That's what free will is. We choose we have chosen to commit our lives that chapter starts with a with a point about our transformation starts here but it's not how that chapter ends the chapter is about the application of living a christ-life like a christ-like life It's dynamic and it's a living message. So, why are we here? Well, I'm hoping it's because we want relationship with God and with the Lord Jesus Christ and with each other that we might grow to be like the Lord Jesus Christ but not that it just becomes head knowledge but that it changes who we are that we start to do things differently that we become exceptional not maybe in the eyes of the world it's not important what the world thinks of us But we have to open our hearts so the Lord Jesus Christ can live in us and that requires a commitment there's a part of that film where he they climb 1500 feet up with an empty rucksack and they clean out a crevice that he will use as a handhold of any loose rocks so that on the climb itself he'll be safe and any climbers who are below him will be safe and he comments that it seems really insane to climb up a rock face with an empty bag and fill it with rocks and take it back down but it's the it's the dedication to the cause and in part i think that's what i find inspiring about the story it's the single-mindedness and the dedication of what he is doing well We come to remember the Lord Jesus Christ. We come to remember his dedication to his father. And his dedication to us. We come to remember God's sacrifice in sending his son that we would know what he would be like. We come to remember the sacrifice of the Lord Jesus Christ. Who as a servant, even to his own death. Revealed God to us. And we come to remember that. But it's more than remembering that because our time together and our time with the Lord Jesus Christ and our time with God should be transforming. We're going to take bread and wine in a minute. And before that, we will sing our, our next song, which will be 101 from uh, Praise the Lord. It's worth noting, though, that the greatest day in the life of the Lord Jesus Christ cost him his life, and he did that for us. You need to remember that Isaiah is God's mouthpiece to a rebellious people, I think, And whilst a lot of the context of this chapter you might not get, there is one bit which I will just talk about very briefly afterwards. Thanks, Sylvia.
2: Isaiah chapter 64. Oh, that you would rend the heavens and come down, that the mountains would tremble before you, as when fire sets twigs ablaze and causes water to boil... Come down to make your name known to your enemies and cause the nations to quake before you. For when you did awesome things that we did not expect, you came down and the mountains trembled before you. Since ancient times no one has heard, no ear has perceived, no eye has seen any God besides you, who acts on behalf of those who wait for him. You come to the help of those who gladly do right, who remember your ways. But when we continued to sin against them, you were angry. How then can we be saved? All of us have become like one who is unclean, and all our righteous acts are like filthy rags. We all shrivel shrivel up like a leaf, and like the wind our sins sweep us away, no one calls on your name or strives to lay hold of you, for you have hidden your face from us and made us waste away because of our sins. Yet, O oh Lord, you are our Father. We are the clay. You are the potter. We are all the work of your hand. Do not be angry beyond measure, O oh Lord. Do not remember our sins forever. Look upon us, we pray, for we are all your people. Your sacred cities have become a desert. Even Zion is a desert, Jerusalem a desolation. Our holy and glorious temple, where our fathers praised you, has been burned with fire, and all that we treasured lies in ruins. After all this, O Lord, will you hold yourself back? Will you keep silent and punish us beyond measure?
0: We read in Romans, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. At the end of Romans, we have, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to eat. That is a transformation. And that is our calling. We've read in this chapter that God is the potter. God is the potter, we are the clay God will mould us and shape us if we let him we are going to close in prayer after singing our last song from praise the Lord, it's number 27 from the sun's rising until the sun setting Jesus our Lord shall be great in the earth it's an affirmation of of our hope seems a fitting it seems a fitting way to finish i think after we've sung our last song if you remain standing and i will close in prayer lord we thank you for the time we've spent together this morning a time of reflection a time with you a time where we can forget at least for a while the the cares of this world and just focus on things which actually ultimately are the most important you and your son the Lord Jesus Christ we thank you for the time we've had we thank you for all that you do for us and continue to do for us we pray you will continue to bless us that you will continue to shape us Lord if any of us have looked at the words of that hymn and made a commitment, Lord, we pray that you keep us to it, that you will help us to rise to the challenge of being like your son, the Lord Jesus Christ, that we will take what we know and understand in our heads, and that we will move that to our hearts, that we will drive to be like your son, that when see people see us, they don't see us, but they see your amazing and remarkable son. Lord, thank you for this time. Thank you for loving and caring for us. Thank you for being gracious and forgiving. Help us to, be, help us to learn to be more like you. Help us to know you. Help us to be like your son. Amen.